Well, hey, what is up? This is a bonus episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. And today what I want to do is share with you the July 2015 income report as I've done in the past. I wanted to do this, so I decided to record a bonus episode. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm also going to give you some key takeaways that I uh, wanted to discuss and just a couple other little things that we can kind of talk about as far as what I've learned, kind of like plans for the fourth quarter and that kind of stuff. Before I did dive into that stuff, though, I did want to remind you if you have not joined one of my live workshops, especially if you're brand new and you wanted to uh, to join me on one of those where I actually go over the five phases that I've used and I currently use to launch and promote products on Amazon, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and there I will teach that stuff, and I also hang out live at the end to answer some Q&A. So would love to have you there. So uh, yeah, come on by and uh, and hang out. So go check that out. All right, so uh, let's kind of dig in here, right? July 2015 was pretty darn good, and a couple reasons why, and I'm going to, going to elaborate on that a little bit. But first thing I want to say that usually, usually now, July August are usually slow months, okay? Because why? Well, it's summertime. People are on vacation. People are not really on the computer as much. They're probably on their phones, but not as much as far as like shopping and and stuff unless, you know, they're going camping or something like that. But still, generally, the traffic is down. And, And I know this just because myself, I've seen it, and not just even on Amazon, just across the internet in general. I mean, going back to the eBay days where I was doing a little bit of selling on eBay, uh, people were always complaining of July and August. So if your sales are a little bit lower in these two months, don't worry, don't panic. Um, It's pretty much typical and, uh, you know, you probably will be doing fine come fourth quarter, uh, which we're going to talk about that as well. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. And if you're kind of thinking to yourself, man, why did the sales drop so much? Well, it probably is because the traffic is also less on Amazon, except if you were on, you know, Amazon around July 15th. Now, for those of you that you know, don't know what that was. That was their prime day. This was something brand new that they did. And because of that, my sales actually were just about what they were the month before, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but that really helped spike my sales for that day, which also then leveled out the month. Uh, so, you know, you may have experienced that, you may not have, but just another another uh, reason that we want to pay attention to Amazon as far as like, you know, like their platform, like that they control, they're always finding ways to create more sales, create more awareness, get more people on the platform and all that stuff. And they were advertising like crazy for Prime Day. So I do believe that that was one of the key features um, to having a pretty decent month in July. So speaking of numbers, why don't we go ahead and dive into my numbers because I think that's what you want to hear. So for July, my exact numbers, revenue generated here was $35,644.36. I sold 1,995 units and sales was 1,833. And for those of you that don't know that units sold, I mean, that's how many, that's how many units were, were, you know, sold. Okay. And sales means that that was the individual customers. So that shows you that there was 1,833 customers, but some of those bought two or three items. So that 
same thing, 1,995 units was the total unit sold, but 1,833 customers, all right? So now what I want to do is break down the numbers as far as like the product cost, the shipping, the fees, all of that kind of stuff. And again, I'm putting a little disclaimer here. You know, I've went through these pretty closely, but they're not like, you know, sharpening your pencil, you know, accurate, right? They're, they may be off by a few dollars, but you're going to get the gist. All right. So the product cost in the shipping, okay, for all of those units is what I basically had to spend out of Profits from the last month or the month before to replenish, right? So $10,080 was product cost and shipping, meaning it cost me that much to land the product in FBA, okay? Meaning the product cost from China, then from getting the DHL to deliver it, you know, that type of stuff, okay? So that's $10,080 is what it cost, all right? FBA fees, the, the fees that Amazon Pay, or I had to pay Amazon was $10,473. Okay. That was your FBA fees. Now this next one, which is your Amazon pay-per-click fees, that was $2,200. Now that's up a little bit from what I've been spending. And the reason is, is I've been testing a few other campaigns and I probably could have did a better job as far as refining that, which I'm going to be doing moving forward here. Because again, the summer months are a little bit different. So you got to, you got to kind of look at that, at those numbers. Um, but here, I, I think I overspent a little bit, but it, it's okay. You know I mean? It's, it's again, it's part of business, but I spent $2,200 on Amazon pay-per-click, no external traffic. That is basically how I received my paid traffic. And from that, uh, I was able to generate 220 sales, okay, 220 sales. Now, let me just kind of pause there for a second. So you, you notice that I had 1,995 units, but let's just say 1,833 sales. So that was 1,833 uh, customers. And I was able to get 220 customers from that $2,200 spend on pay-per-click. So if you do the math, you can see there's over 1,500 sales organically that was not paid through, uh, you know, using uh, an ad service like Amazon pay-per-click. Okay. So that's my point that I, I like to tell people I've been using pay-per-click since day one. And because of that, I'm always blanketing the area or widening the net with all of these loose keywords. That's why I really am a strong believer in the pay-per-click. And I think that you should always be feeding the pay-per-click so you can continually broaden the net. Okay. And really just casting a wider net on these loose keywords. And the last I checked, I think I was ranking for around 1800 keywords and I'll probably do another, another uh, check here soon, but, uh, you know, and that's always growing. That's why I do that. So, you know, I don't look at like how much I made from the sales. I look at how much overall I made. And as long as my organic sales is, is increasing, then I'm okay with that. Okay. Miscellaneous cost was $300. That's tax jar, lead pages, AWeber, web hosting, uh, sales backer, and AMZ Shark. Those are the ones that I'm paying for. That's the miscellaneous charges. So the total cost is $23 thousand dollars and 53 cents. I brought in $35,644.36. So the profit on that was $12,591. That's what it would be if I was just buy the product, list it, sell it, walk away. Now, of course, I'm taking some of that money, reinvesting it back into for my, you know, additional products that I want to roll out or, you know, anything that I want to build the business with, whether it's advertising fees outside of that, if I wanted to do any Facebook, which I'm not doing right now or any Google, 
but or building out another website, whatever. The profit is where I really take that money and try to put back into the business some of it, not all of it, because right now I'm at the point where I can take some of that money. And a lot of people ask me, like, Scott, when is when do you know that? Well, when you feel like your business is kind of up and running and your inventory is being paid for by your profit and you're left over with some, and then you might want to roll out another product, so then you got to dip into it there. So I just like to tell people, like, these are the costs, this is what was generated, and this was the profit, okay? It's just that simple, right? Money in, money out, basic, basic stuff, okay? So that's that. And again, not too bad for especially a slow month as far as July goes. That's what, you know, everyone says July and August is slow. I can already tell though August is going to be slower and I believe that my numbers won't be like this. Who knows? They might, but I mean, right now they, they're on track to do a little bit less. Um, but who knows? You just don't know. And I'm, I'm constantly experimenting with more pay-per-click and more keywords and all that stuff. So we'll see what happens. All right. So July's takeaways, prime day, wake up call. Big, big wake-up call, and it showed the power. I mean, my sales on that one day was $3,553. I sold 202 units. That's like three times the normal sales that I'm making, just about three times. So a wake-up call was like, man, this Amazon thing is powerful. And you know what? They're going to market their platform and I'm going to be able to reap the benefits from it, okay? So, I mean, that right there is a pretty good sign that you want to be there. And another thing that I understand is that fourth quarter is going to be really, really huge because last uh, last year when I started, I, w- I started just before fourth quarter, but I really didn't have my base set up yet, meaning I didn't really have my listing seasoned. I didn't have my account seasoned. I, I, I didn't have any feedback score. I didn't have none of that stuff. Now this year coming in, it's like I'm, I'm ready, right? I mean, I've built out my channel. I've got, you know, more than one product. Uh, I just think that it's going to be a really, really good fourth quarter. And I know a lot of people, they bank on the fourth quarter, which I don't like to bank on the fourth quarter. I like to look at it as a bonus in a sense. Like, you know, it's like kind of like you work for someone and they go, Hey, you're going to get a bonus in, in January where I like to think of that like this, and I'm not going to depend on it. Um, and I don't think that you should either. Um, now the one thing I did notice too, with the July, uh, Prime Day thing was that my, one of my competitors, I think got, uh, invited to the, uh, lightning deal, which that's kind of what they did. I didn't do a lightning deal. I didn't do any promotion. I just let my listing sit there. And and then there was more traffic on that day. So obviously I got more sales, there's more traffic. Um, But I did notice that I think my competitor ran out of stock for a few days. And because of that, my sales went up quite a bit for those days. So I grabbed some of their sales, which in in turn is then going to help me rank for keywords because people search for keywords and found my listing. And, uh, and I got more sales. So that was, uh, I think, the benefits of my competitor running out of stock and then me still having stock. So that could happen too in the fourth quarter or any time of the year. So you, you really do want to keep an eye on your inventory. You want to contact your supplier and have that open line of communication with them. Give you a, another little short story here is when I started to see that my competitor ran out of stock and that my sales went from like 60 units a day to like almost 90, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to run out of stock. So I started raising my price and I raised it as high at one point to, I believe, $21.95 and I was still making sales. But I contacted my supplier and they're like, yeah, we're about 30 days out now. And they were always about 20 days out. So the increased by 10 days. So I said, whoa, wait a minute here, time out. You know, you got to let me know this stuff. You know, you you need to, as a, as a, my supplier, I'm counting on you to tell me if your lead times are going to change. So lesson for you is, 
contact your supplier and ask, even if you're not placing an order, what is the lead time if I order today, right? You might want to do that once a week. So this way here you can plan. Now I will say this, right? I'm recording this in August, 2015, whether you're listening to this 2016, it don't matter. But if you're in August and the fourth quarter isn't here yet, it's going to be here. Right now, you probably should start planning for that fourth quarter. That would be my recommendation, okay? Definitely don't wait until you know mid-September or October to do that because that's when things are going to start ramping up, okay? Especially when Thanksgiving starts rolling around and stuff. You don't want to be that far out. You want to capitalize on this because this is an opportunity to either get started because I started... October 22nd, 2014, and because I started at that point, I do think that that kind of helped me springboard into the fourth quarter, and then from there, helped me throughout the the entire year, so it's a great time to start if you want to start like right now, all right? Um, Okay, so the other thing is, is August is slow, okay? Understand that this business is going to have ups and downs, and again, I go back to you should probably always be looking at your Google Trends. If you have, uh, you know, if you've been doing this for a while, or even if you're just getting started and you're looking at products or looking at keywords, go to Google Trends, check it out, see when it looks like there's either an upward trend or a downward, or maybe that it stays consistent through the year, and maybe you have a couple of spikes through the year, but you want to pay attention to that because that'll help you moving forward as as what to expect, all right? But August, July and August, generally slow, maybe even the first part of September, all right? Kids getting back to school and stuff, all right? The other thing I wanted to let everyone know is that um, my third product, which has some variations, is starting to get some traction. Um, I just noticed the past three days, I've been over 10 units per day across all the variations. Actually, to give you more of a specific numbers, uh, just three days ago, it was 12 units. Uh, The day after that, it was, I believe, 13. And today, uh, I looked at yesterday's numbers, and it was like 15. So they're actually going up a little bit, which is kind of crazy because we're in August. So what would I think here. Well, if I'm doing this good right now with that product and it's August, what can I expect to happen in November and December or even October? You know, I can probably expect that to maybe even double or triple or maybe even quadruple. Who knows? So I am planning to order more inventory right now. So I'm prepared. So I don't go ahead and lose out on this opportunity, but I am noticing that. And that product launched over three months ago. So again, but it's just been a steady, uh, you know, going after reviews. I think that has about 85 reviews on it now, maybe 90. It's been a slow, steady, uh, you know, use of pay-per-click. Uh, I've only done one promotion with that. I've only done one giveaway of 100 units, and that's when I initially launched. After that, it's just been paying for pay-per-click and getting the sales through there to start ranking organically for keywords. And on that particular listing, I think I'm only spending about 20, 25 bucks a day. So it's definitely, definitely working. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, The other thing is I wanted to, let me see here, plans for fourth quarter, order more and roll out new products. That's something that I'm looking at too. I'm looking to roll out another product or two um, by October. Uh, And I think that that one there is going to be a product that's going to do very well in the fourth quarter, but I think it's going to do really well after the fact too, maybe January, February, March. Um, So again, I'm pre-planning and I think we always got to be pre-planning. Okay. So that's pretty much my little income report there. I I wanted to get this out to you. That's why it's a bonus episode. Um, I did want to mention that the TAS community absolutely rocks. And I have little notes here that I put in caps because I wanted to accentuate that. 
racks, right? Uh, we recently, uh, I went to Texas for podcast movement 2015, which was to help me do this right here. Um, with you guys is really to help me become a better podcaster. And I wanted to rub elbows with other podcasters and kind of get, you know, kind of get into that world. And I got to be honest, I, I had a good time, but I announced that I was going to be there. And I, I told the community, the TAS community in Facebook and on my email list that I was going to be there. And if you wanted to come hang out, we'd have a little meetup, a little unofficial meetup. And we did that. And we had over 40 people show up to that, which was amazing. And they didn't come there for that event necessarily. They came there to to meet us, right? To meet the community. And uh, so that just proved to me that we're, we're really a strong community. I'm proud of that community. And I wanted to say thank you for being awesome. And I really, really do appreciate it. And I look forward to meeting you in person one day that we can have an official meetup, which we actually are talking about. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick is the TAS t-shirt. Uh, if you haven't heard about that, that we kind of like put it out there to the Facebook group and ask some suggestions, what, what we should do, what, what, what we should create. And we actually created one. Uh, some, one of our listeners actually designed it, uh, did a really good job. But here's the cool thing is uh, we're going to be selling these shirts for $19.95 and about $10 of that is going to go to a charity. Basically, all the profit from that shirt is going to go to a charity. So for every shirt, we're going to be donating whatever that profit is. And uh, so, and it's it's a cancer research fund. Uh, there's a little boy that was in uh, my daughter's class, seven years old, and he had this type of cancer. And they have this fund set up for not him necessarily, but for his type of cancer and the research that's going to go behind it. So it does mean a lot to us, this cause. And we wanted to try to find a way that we could take the community, create something to support the community, but also help a charity. So that's my uh, that's my little pitch for the t-shirt. So if you wanted to grab one, we do have a limited amount right now that are ready to ship, but we are going to be ordering more in the future. Uh, but you can check that shirt out over at theamazingseller.com forward slash shirt. All right. So uh, yeah, go check that out. And if you do purchase one, uh, thank you. And uh, it does mean a lot and it's going to go to a great cause. All right. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Once again, I want to say thank you. I also want to remind you, if you have not attended one of my live workshops, go ahead and head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And we'll go ahead and uh, and we'll get you signed up there and uh, we'll hang out live and we'll answer some live Q&A. We'll go through the five phases and all that good stuff. So uh, look forward to seeing you there. So thanks, thanks again for, for taking the time to listen. I appreciate it. And remember what I always say. I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you. I know you can make this happen, but you have to. You have to. And I said this in Texas, too, with a full crowd of people. Take action. All right, guys. Take care. I'll see you in the next episode. 